Well, hello Saturday night. It's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And music, of course. Last night, I was under the weather. So, to keep it honest, you got kind of like a greatest hits. I've learned to do that. All people in broadcasting do that. When you've got, you know, either the sniffles. Um, I I will be transparent. Because I wrote something about it. Um, I did at some point have COVID. It was a horrible experience. It was it was one of the variants. I I don't know which one. It was it was it was not the it was not a it was not a pleasant variant. I don't think any of these variants are fucking pleasant. But and don't do what I do. I took a lot of airborne cough syrup, not in one sitting vitamins. I stayed hydrated. I drink a lot of liquid liquid IV and liquid death. Oh yeah, the when someone that you drink liquid death, well, it helped me through COVID, and that isn't that ironic. Alanis Morissette would love that. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? But yeah, it was. Um and I would mix not in the can, but I would mix the liquid death with the liquid IV. I would stay hydrated. Um, I exercise, which I don't think you should do with COVID, but I did. And, um, yeah, it was, it was not a picnic. There are others I I know who had it far worse. I, that's their story though. That's not my story. Um, and I, you know, I kept, I was in denial about it and here we are. Dr. Zeus film podcast. So I, I wrote something about it, but I'm not going to read it. I just wrote it to get out of me. It really does change you. It makes you think, oh, fuck. Because, you know, at some point, everyone's going to have it. And if you're vaccinated, and this isn't to tell everyone to get vaccinated, because as Bobby Brown said, it's your prerogative. But in the long run, if you're not, I don't know what else to tell you. And there's conspiracy theories about it. Oh, my God, don't get vaxxed. People, some people who have said to me, and they will remain nameless, out of love and respect and... Uh, yeah. Um, oh my god, you got the vaccine? Why? Well, seeing as I have an underlining health condition, yes. And seeing as my father is a scientist, and I'm always going to say that because that's my get out of jail free card right there. My father is a scientist. I would say that, like, if my father was a proctologist and I knew what I was doing there, same thing. I'm going to say that. My father is a scientist. Uh, I trust him. He said, get it. All right. And then when the booster came, what, should I get it? Yes, get it. All right. Thankfully, he's never told me to get Botox because then he'd probably be, go get it. Go get it. I've had friends who've gotten Botox. That's fine. That's your prerogative. I won't do it. Because I said to my friend one time, do you honestly think I need it? No. Then why are you telling me to get it? Well, it's fun. Okay. I didn't think botulism was fun, but, you know, if you leave um, coleslaw out in the sun, there's your Botox right there. Botulism. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about my nighttime ritual, which I discussed in recent about watching uh, Golden Girls and Frasier and Chairs, and then I just drift off to sleep. And this year will be the 40th anniversary of Cheers and, uh, you know, making your way in the world. Yeah, I'm not going to sing it because I'll get sued. I will fucking get sued. I actually like that show. 
even though I didn't, I mean, you know, here I was like a four-year-old and I'm watching Cheers thinking they're drinking apple juice, not realizing that's alcohol. And then when, you know, you become old enough to drink alcohol and it tastes like rubbing alcohol and sweaty socks. I was never a beer person. I really was not, you know, and, and like all people, you know, you try, you try new things. <laughs> you try to fit in and then I realize I don't need to fit in because I'm me. That's kind of why I do this show. I want to give a shout out to my cousin who I saw today and I absolutely love her and just being around her and her energy. She's an individual too cuz she just doesn't give a shit. She just doesn't. And I and I respect that and she's a damn good nurse too. And um I hope she's listening. Um, I always give shout outs because shout outs are due. You know what I mean? Sometimes you do that at the back of an album. I don't have a record coming out. So <laughs> I always wanted to start a band. My, my other cousin, he knows that. I send him clips of me singing. He says, you're pretty good. You know, and, and I like to rock. Okay. I don't, you know, I'm not going to be singing Strangers in the Night. I love Sinatra, but I'm not going to be singing it. Okay. I like to rock. Kind of like Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, I love Ozzy. Jeez. Ozzy, Ozzy is such an interesting train wreck. Sharon! Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's Saturday night. You know, I don't really need Saturday Night Live to laugh. There are moments where it is funny, but I just do my own show. That's the thing about being weird and being eccentric. I know that there's people in my family who don't like being called eccentric. They're offended by it. I'm not. I, you know, when you're a little kid, and I've said this at length before, when someone calls you weird, yeah, it hurts your feelings. But then when you become an adult and someone says you're weird and you're like, yeah, I, I am weird. I am strange and in, in, in a good esoteric way. You know, I listen to my rock and I listen to, sh- I do listen to show tunes and that's because I love art. So some people would kind of get all stereotypical. That's the gay in you because you like show tunes. No, because I like art. And I don't really, I kind of dismiss that whole, you know, if you listen to Judy Garland, you're already there. Or Streisand. I didn't start listening to Streisand until I was like in my 20s and 30s. And then I started to appreciate her. But I don't, I don't revere her. Oh my God, she's like the Gretas. Or even Beyonce. I like what I like. I like bands. I like rock and roll. I like seeing Keith up there with Mick and just fighting it out musically, you know, because he's going to start him up. And watching performance kind of made me fall a little bit back in love with the Rolling Stones. I've always loved the Rolling Stones. And I like the Beatles. There's something just edgy about the Stones' sound because they, you know, they set out to be a blues band. That was that was their kind of je ne sais quoi was to become a blues band and you know Mick was like well we wanted to be Muddy Waters and we realized we can't which is true they wanted to be like Muddy Waters I mean they did Little Red Rooster come on they they revere the American blues and that's why I love the blues is I, I think there's a blues festival that's coming up and I'm thinking of going to it because I, I, it's almost like I'm going into the temple of music. I'm, lear- I'm sitting at the feet of these great innovators who musically did it. And, you know, and it wasn't two turntables and a microphone. It was 
you know, a guitar made from a, a door and all this other shit. Now, hip-hop does convey some of the blues, but in its own way. And so, yeah, that's where I try to get around it and just talk about it. And we will be back after these messages because it's Saturday night and I have to eat. Dinner now. She's got somewhere for me to be somewhere. Somewhere she's having dinner, so I'm having a TV Good news, you know, and all that. Um, 
You know, and if someone sees it and goes, oh, that girl, she must be troubled, she's got problems, maybe her songs are good, or so, like, and they buy the record, you know, who's laughing, do you know what I mean? But it doesn't bother me. So part of the whole, um, I read in the papers, you've hit the gym, and that's a new part of it. Yeah, I'm not, I've dropped it, that, I've dropped it now. But, um, so I work a lot. If I don't go for a while, I get a bit loopy, I do get a bit mad. And when I do go a lot, I'm quite calm and settled and so on. I do like going for a run still. Um, but yeah, I did. I'm a very obsessive person, so when I started going to the gym, that was my new obsession. I loved the gym, you know. I, I would be, I'd spring out of bed and go to the gym. Like, I'd get on the train and go to the gym. Um, so, yeah. What was it you think you got out of it? Like, the, the... I think the gym is, like, better than anything. It's, it's the best high there is. There's, I'm sure, like, I'm sure there's no better drug than going to the gym. Do you know what I mean? Um... So you do think that young girls are kind of influenced by things like fashion and image and things like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was, like, eight or nine, or even up to the age of maybe 12, so I'm on myself, up to the age of 12, I was very, like, I really don't fit in, I'm really different to everyone else. By the time I was 14, I was like, I really don't fit in, I'm different to everyone else, you know? So it's just that vulnerable age. So do you think, like, that whole the whole obsession at the moment with, like, Misha Bart and all those kind of... Uh, those do you think it's a good example? I mean, do you think girls will try to aspire to that? Do you think it's good to be individual and have your own? I think it's good to be individual. You know, it's cool that you have mainstream girls because there are mainstream people in the world. Not everyone's going to, you know, grow up and be, a, you know, an astronaut, you know, but the, for people that are, do stand out, there are icons that stand out. People like... Who do I like who's really cool and just a nutter? Tracy Emin. She's mad as a box of frogs. Um, she's mad, isn't she? Um, you know, nutty big prince. He's a bit nutty. So what about someone like Victoria Beckham or all those people? Like, they're just all... Do you feel like they're all the same and they're maybe, like, harming the image that they're giving out is encouraging people not to be themselves? Yeah, but if you're thick enough to not want to be yourself, then you don't be yourself. Do you know what I mean? It's quite rude, but, you know... Stay in school, kids. <laughs> and so we're back. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I'm fully aware of what happened today on July 23rd, 2011. And how we continued. We listened to the music. We saw the documentary. We saw all the signs. And um, even Tony Bennett saying... He wanted to reach out to Amy Winehouse. And I feel that let's just celebrate her life. Celebrate these beautiful contributions that she made musically. She had a very unique voice. And you know, before Adele, there was Amy Winehouse. In fact, someone very... I don't know if they said this or if someone said this to them, that Adele was the fat Amy Winehouse, which I always thought was really fucked up. Now, I'm going to be honest. I didn't like Adele. First time I heard Chasing Pavements, I went, what? Now, Amy Winehouse, oh, my God. But even Adele has said Amy Winehouse paved the way. Paved the way for the British soul singers of the 21st century. Isn't that amazing? She was unique. And those clips that I played, she was funny. She was really, really really funny and so I thought let's just celebrate rather than talk about 
the how sad the music was because the music was raw. It was raw. But she had many friendships, you know, Russell Brand, Kelly Osbourne. And and you could just see it and you could see the humor and the connection. And um, Russell Brand said to Oprah once of Amy Winehouse. um, In fact, I think I'll play the clip of uh, what Russell Brand had to say. Shout out to my niece and nephew because today was their birthday and very special. But here we go. Is that a struggle every day still, one day at a time? Yes, it is a daily struggle. It's not something that you can entirely communicate to other people because I tried directly with Amy Winehouse. You can't you can't force anybody else to do it. You can't. You tried so, with her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of very, sort of very directly. But it's like, so, and, and had I known that she was about to die in the next sort of, you know, 48 hours, I'd have tried harder. But like, you know, you can't sort of force it into someone else's brain. What did you do? What did you do to try? Because that, that is the question. Can you, as a friend to Amy Winehouse or a friend to anyone who is a drug addict, can you help them if they're not ready? I think what you can do is give them the support and awareness that there is a solution. I think that's really all you can do. I don't think it's the personal responsibility of family members. I think it's the responsibility of other people that have that condition and society at large to create a context where it is regarded as a disease, not as a crime. I think when you have that starting point, then there's much more hope. I think when there's a tacit condemnation because of the legal status, then it's hard to get going, you know, because it's like, oh, well, you're, you're a criminal. Ugh. People are ashamed of it. But if you're sort of like, oh, you're not very well, then I think that's a, a much clearer and more helpful context to start And from. that's where you're saying we need to go. When yes. you see a drug addict, not, oh, criminal, but you're not very well. Yeah, exactly. You're not very well. Yeah, so we're Speaking all around you. Do you think Amy and me looks like we could be a sort of a good couple? Well, you look... What did I say before? You look like brother what and sister. Thank you. So, yes. <laughs> and it played the clip. Oops. Oops. Don't come after me, Mitch. <sighs> but, yeah. Uh, Amy Winehouse and Russell Brand were brother and sister. And Russell Brand himself understood addiction. And what it does to people. And... um that's why I urge everyone, if you know someone who has an addiction problem, help them, help them and then help because at the same time, they may not want the help, but just say, hey, wouldn't it be great? You know, I can I can walk this road with you. And if they say, well, you know, I want to rock it, walk it by myself. OK, all right. And so that's really what we can do. Oh, God, she what a, what a talent. What a, what a enigma. She had that beehive hairdo that she copied from Ronnie Spector. She had, I mean, she was funny and she was such a great writer. A lot of those songs she wrote about her own life. And then the first album that she did, Frank, she wrote that all herself. So Amy Winehouse had a very unique sound. A unique style, a unique sense of self. And yes, we lost her. We lost her 11 years ago. It still bothers me. She was so young, 
27 years old and then to say oh the 27 club that is such a horrible thing to say about somebody somebody's daughter somebody's friend somebody's sister and so all we can do is <sighs> hold them up hold them up in a way that they should have been held up and i and i really feel it's not only our responsibility and her it was her responsibility but i think it was also the industry's responsibility because the this has been going on in the industry since the beginning of popular music and um yeah that's that's all we can do um we're powerless i mean you know if okay that's her singing on russell brand there we go i love this interview Come here, darling. Hello. What a wonderful Hello. song. Brilliant. Have you met him? That's Dave. That's Matt. That's your musical talent. Oh. Yeah. Sit down, darling. I thought that was your side. That was you. Know I'm no good. I like that song. It's really good. Thank you. I thought this was your side. I know you favoured the, the left. I know, but it thought it'd be nice to have you sort of all like this, and we're sort of Thank all you, around you. Do you think Amy and me looks like we could be a sort of a good couple? Well, you look... What did I say before? You look like brother what and sister. I, thank you. So, yes. <laughs> They're lovely little ladies. Yeah. And what I would like very much to do, yeah. gentlemen, is to situate these glorious gifts here on this on this mantelpiece. Would you... Are you able to come up here and help me? Of course, both yes. of us. Yeah, because then these will stand here for all time, I thought. What about you know, the chocolate head? Or we get to keep the that? chocolate head is yours. You've got to take that fucking thing out of here. You've got to look after it. Weighs a ton. There's no need to swear. I do apologise. I, 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 I do apologise, but at least I'm looking at the stars. Yes. Had a phrase in Wild on the television. There, would that be nice? These will be here forever and forevermore in pride of place. There it is. Matt Lucas's favourite book and a beautiful top hat from David Wellington. I want you to wear it though. I'll from, time, from time to time, I shall pop it on my little bonds like this. Why now? You didn't bring me fuck all, but what a lovely record! I did. What? Well, like you didn't even ask me. You got to the cabinet, like you know, mint your way up. Yeah, like, giving it large, giving it large. I'm just trying my hardest to get through life. I, I brought Pedro for you. Pedro, get him out of your barn, it quick, smart woman. Don't bring your scalp with he it. Do, he's fat, do you know what? He's yeah. very famous. He's a very, very famous little man. Give us Pedro quickly, for heaven's sake! The show's over, Pedro, you lunatic. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to applaud once more. Come over here, Whitehouse, for our fantastic guests this evening. David Walliams, Matt Lucas and Amy Whitehouse. Not Whitehouse, look at her. And Petro, let's not forget him. Look all his gorgeous. Join us next week on this show. There will be Courtney Love and Morrissey performing. Can you imagine it? Goodbye for half an hour. Love and What's next week? See ya. Thank you. That was from 2006 on the BBC. Russell Brand and Amy Winehouse and um yeah <sighs> that was before the album was released here in America and then everything went crazy back to black yeah classic album I remember the first time I heard Rehab and here's the funny thing I didn't like it at first I really was drawn to you know I'm no good 
because it was so jazzy. It was so bluesy. It had that beat, but also her voice and the lyrics. And, you know, um, uh, Mitch at a bar and her with your real bad sleeves and your skull t-shirt. I love that. I love that. The way that she could do a lyric and then she could build with it. You know, like she's like, I'm upstairs with my ex-boy. He's in the bed and I can't enjoy thinking of you in the final throw. <laughs> this is, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And the videos, too, in the beehive. But she got the beehive really from Ronnie Spector. Ronnie Spector of um, the Ronettes. And she loved girl groups. And um, Amy Winehouse's sound was, it was original, but it was also a mixture of, you know, Di- Dinah Washington and um, who built, who Tony Bennett knew and Sarah Vaughn and then the Sh- Ronettes and the Shirelles and the Shrank- Shangri-Las. But at the same time, there's that hip hop influence and she shared a birthday with Nas. And in fact, she sampled Made You Look for her song, um... In my bed, yeah, that was that was the sample. And she got to meet Nas, and they hung out, and yeah. And so Nas is forever connected and linked with Amy Winehouse. In fact, she wrote a song about him, Mr. Jones. Such a great song, such a great entertainer. Um, and it's sad. It's sad that she is not still with us. She would be thirty-nine years old this year. Next year, she would have been forty. So she didn't make it to 30. And yeah, it's sad. It's sad. I will never forget where I was when I heard the news. And so all we can do is celebrate her life, celebrate the music, the humor that she brought, the friendship that she brought to Russell Brand and and many others. And the influence, there are people influenced by her. That sound. She got. She worked with the Dap Kings, and she worked with Mark Ronson and Salam Rainey, and I mean, oh my God, yeah, what a what an original talent, a talent that is very much missed. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Ramsey because we talked about Amy Winehouse today, and um, yeah, it's um, it's me and Mr. Jones. I I thought her songs were just. The Frank album's good, but Back to Black, come on. Oh my God, that just that whole album itself. And it comes from pain, and it comes from joy, and it comes from sex and sensuality and darkness and light, and it's full of life. That, that's what a real great album does. It brings life, and it gives new meaning to things, whether it's raw hurt or joy or sex or just mysticism and um what i you know all i can say is just play those records play those records i didn't play them today because today was kind of a chill day but i probably will before i go to bed so wherever you are amy winehouse we miss you we love you thank you for giving yourself musically and showing us the way and um, I hope that she is at peace and that she doesn't have to, you know, the demons anymore. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>